0: Jay J. Placik, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thank you. Honored to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation, and I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me. And as we were discussing in the pre-interview, you know, I, I also appreciate your flexibility. We were scheduled uh, last week, and I had to make a last-minute change due to some health uh, challenges, and uh, I really have been looking forward to this. Today, we're going to be focusing on the importance of a leader knowing themselves first in order to connect with and fully engage their teams. And I know you've done a lot of work in this area, uh, so I think this will be a great conversation. As we get started, I just wanted to read Anthony's bio for everyone. Anthony J. Placik is an expert in the fields of leadership development, culture transformation, and operational consulting. He has over 15 years of experience as a strategic operations leader and proven success in growing and scaling and healthcare operations, improving quality, profitability, and strengthening brand share through creative organizational management and leadership. Anthony started his career as a physical therapist. He quickly took an increasingly complex and progressive roles in the healthcare operations management area over the last several years. He has been a strategic and critical leader, consistently driving growth, profitability, efficiency, and the highest standard of healthcare services with a collaborative approach to team building and culture enrichment. Uh, What a great background and really a unique uh, background that I think will be fascinating to listeners as we explore um, the topic together today. Before we launch on into the conversation, is there anything else you would like to share by way of personal background or context with everybody?
1: Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. For me, you know, it's been a, a great journey in leadership uh, to get to the point where I'm at. But, you know, the journey doesn't stop where the point, you know, where I'm at my point. It's a continuous process and something that if you have an, the right mindset, an open mindset and a positive mindset, you really get an opportunity to continue to grow and, and learn um, and therefore be a better leader and influence people in, in a positive way to help them achieve what they aim to do.
0: Yeah, that's great, and you know, you're you're speaking my language. These are all the types of things I love to think about, write about, um, talk with, with both students and with organizational leaders as I do consulting. Um, so, you know, we're we're definitely on the same page in terms of the importance of all these different facets. Um, as we dive on in today, I thought maybe we could start with a little bit of an exploration around this idea of knowing yourself first. Why is it? essential for an organizational leader to know themselves uh, before they can start to really help their people maximize their potential and, and lead really engaging teams.
1: Yeah, it's such a, a great question and, and foundational to the journey of a leader. Um, in my opinion, I recall back when I started to really explore the field of leadership and hearing Jim Rohn um, say one of the most critical things is know thyself. And that's obviously been around for, for centuries in terms of, um, you know, the origin thought for it. But it is so important because as a leader, you're the one who really sets the tempo for the team. You're the one who creates the culture, the environment. You're the one who, if you are aiming to positively influence people, well, you also have to be that right role model. And I, I think you know the definition of role model may come in some different facets, but um, I've been in too many situations and seeing too many stories along the lines of where the leader is not necessarily so good and, or perhaps not necessarily so good in that moment, I should say. Um, and you can see some of the ripple effect that it can have. And so to be able to be aware of yourself, your blind spots, how you're perceiving the situation, how others are perceiving you in the same situation is so very important in order to really help have that great touch point and in leveraging people to be inspired to follow and, and assist in the mission of what you're setting out to do.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. And so then the question becomes if first if knowing yourself first is is so vital, how do you go about doing that? How do you uncover your blind spots? How do you really, yeah. How, how can you better understand where you're coming from to then inform how you're approaching and connecting with your people?
1: Well, I, again, believe this is a process as well. Um, as we are ever changing as people based off of our, our experiences, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into this to unpack from a psychological perspective, but we are creations of of our environment, so to say. And, you know, I think it becomes very important to really understand how you think. And, and in fact, um, from there, how you translate thought into communication. I think those are some of the most fundamental pieces of understanding how to engage folks. Um, but to get back to the the nucleus of the question is really understanding yourself. And um, I've gotten some great insights from taking a barrage of different personality tests. Um, I think initially... I didn't understand the merit and value behind them, but when I sat down and really started to digest what they have to offer, really started to take that information and reflect and maybe see myself as others would see me, then I really began to understand perhaps where some of my blind spots were at. And I think by understanding your blind spots, as well as how they influence where you're at from communication complement that with perhaps some of your biases around uh, your psychology and and how we are kind of structured from a neuroscience perspective it really allows you to to maybe pause in a moment and and really have a sense of um, a 10,000 foot view of how the situation is, is unfolding, how you're presenting yourself in that situation and there, how you can best equip yourself to interact with your team in a positive and meaningful way. Um, so I I think, you know, to, to get back to it, it is really just understanding, you know, how you tick um, in terms of, of your mental processes.
0: Yeah. And you referred to personality tests. Um, there's other, um, questionnaires like StrengthsFinder and, and some of those types of instruments that can be quite helpful in just shining a light on our different areas of strengths and perhaps our areas, you know, where we're not so strong where we can build and improve. Um, 360 feedback can be a really great tool. And so all of these tools, all of these instruments, I think are really great, um, but in and of themselves, they're not going to get you there. Right, so where where do you think the gap is between you know people who recognize there's a need and then they they'll go out and do some of these these instruments and they'll get the feedback, um, but then nothing seems to happen. I see that happen a lot uh, where where there's no actual change in in the way they behave or or the way that it, there doesn't seem to be any um, real meaningful adjustment to how they perceive themselves in, in relation to other people. Um, have you noticed that? And if so, you know, what are some of the things you would suggest to individuals on what they need to do once they get the results of those types of questionnaires or 360 feedback instruments?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it. In fact, you know, uh, to be fully transparent, I struggled sometimes with taking these, you know, these tests and, and putting it to action uh, for me, I've taken, as I mentioned, a, a barrage of them, and they all have a little bit of a different spin, and I think it's important to, to not just do one test um, and you know, think that that's kind of the, the end-all, be-all. I think take a, a look at what's out there and take a few of them and blend it together and really come to understand who you are um, and how that aligns with your values and where you're at. And I think you know, once you are at that point, you also have to really go into this process with a sense of of openness and inquiry and curiosity um, and with an aim to grow. Um, I think a lot of times where you see perhaps a little bit of resistance in action is the sense that it requires change. And a lot of times people aren't open to that. It requires absorbing the feedback and being open to fully understanding and hearing it. Um, you know, our natural, our natural mechanism, when you hear something that perhaps is tough to hear is one of defense. And so you shut it down or you could disregard the test and, Oh, that's not it. And I just didn't do it well. And, and you start to create a story uh, of why, you know, the test results were instead of saying, Hey, these are the results. What can I do? Or how can I do things maybe differently? Um, for me, just going back to the, you know, open side of this, um, I'm more of an analytical person and I think, you know, the way that I can communicate can be very to the point. Um, and at times the person receiving that message, uh, I'm not calculating the emotional response that may occur. And as going back to neuroscience, as we are wired as humans, so much in what we do that moves us is geared around emotion. And so you have to be sensitive to that. And that was a blind spot that I have that, that I know that I have worked on over time. Um, I personally think I've gotten better. I, my wife sometimes may or may not agree with that. But ultimately, I think it, it boils down to your mindset and really using these tools to grow and understand that this is that journey, um, that this is a part of the process within the journey to ever be better um, and aim to, to be the best leader that you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, what I hear you saying is it's not enough to seek the input. So when we have blind spots, it's impossible for us to know what they are unless we get other people um, helping us to see them. Right. So whether that's through 360 feedback or we do these instruments where we, you know, we're shining the light on ourselves, we're holding the mirror up in front of us and now we're having an opportunity to, to really explore. And so many people get defensive and so many people, you know, they don't like what they see and they start to make justifications and rationalizations for why, you know, the results aren't the way they should be or, or why they are the way they are. And, and, and they, what they miss is they miss the opportunity to just go through that critical self-reflection process. And it's not about right or wrong, good or bad. It's just about awareness, and it's it's about making sure that you have a clear understanding of where you're at currently, uh, and that isn't fixed. It it doesn't have to stay that way. You know, I'm a big believer in growth mindset, and you know, if if I take a personality, you know, uh, profile instrument, and I don't like what I see, you know, f- personality isn't super malleable, but there's nothing that says that what the results are from that one test are, are going to define you for the rest of your life. It's not gospel. And, and we shouldn't like be all dogmatic about how we approach these types of instruments, but we need to be, um, we need to be willing and open to the type of feedback we're receiving, critically reflect on how it relates to us and then have have a mindset shift towards growth and development, and we can build off of where we're currently at so that we can be better for the people in our teams. Um, That's the piece that I see missing so often when I'm meeting with organizational leaders is they just don't go through the hard work of that kind of self-reflection. And it is hard work and you have to be sustained with it over time. It's not the kind of thing where you can do the, the, the personality profile or the strengths finder, and then um, look at your results, you know, for 20 minutes. And then you set it aside. If that's what you do, that's fine. You might learn a little bit, but it's not going to change anything. You're not going to grow uh, from that. There's nothing inherently magical about having taken these instruments. And so knowing yourself first under, uncovering your blind spots, going through critical self-reflection and getting into the habit of doing that on a regular basis I think is really the key, um, to knowing ourselves. Uh, and then now we can pivot a little bit. Once we know ourselves, once we have a clearer picture of who we are and how we relate to the world and relate to others around us, then we can be with our people differently and we can be with them in a more healthy and productive manner. We can see them for who they really are because for the first time we're seeing ourselves for who we really are. And if we don't know ourselves first, what ends up happening is we just end up projecting all of our garbage onto everyone else, um, rather than seeing them for their their true selves and their true authentic selves. Um, so, pivoting now as we move into trying to figure out what we can do to better lead and engage our teams, knowing ourselves first. What are some of those key things that you've seen um, or that you've worked with um, clients in the past to help them um, develop? strong and and really engaged teams
1: yeah, great question. and And just to circle back to some of the comments you made, which were all wonderful. um I would agree to you and, and the power of mindset and having that growth mindset and that openness. and as as a leader, um, to me, it is a responsibility to be able to look in the mirror and and know where you're at and and aim to change and grow along this this pathway so that you can be better for the folks that you are serving as a leader, because ultimately leadership is a sense of service. And, in my opinion to answer, you know, the question how to better engage the teams um, It's really about coming into it with the right mindset, having that growth mindset, but that growth mindset for them as well. And that requires a sense of curiosity and openness to understanding perspective and understanding how they're thinking and where they're at. And if you are aware of yourself and you understand yourself, it exudes a sense of confidence, which I think is a huge attractor in leadership and people in general. And if you're confident and comfortable with where you are, you're not going to be concerned about how you're in a sense projecting as you mentioned um but you're going to be more concerned about really understanding your team and that's where you develop this emotional connection with them um, because you're there now to support them and further their cause or further their development and i think it's it's very important Um, i'm a big fan of goldman and and social emotional intelligence um, and how we connect with people and leveraging some of those key uh, critical components But again, I believe it goes back to how you're presenting yourself into the conversation. Um, And this is where your energy is fed off of as a leader. If you're a little bit anxious or stressed, about a current set of circumstances or situation, your team will pick up on that. People are are able to tune into emotions very readily based off of how we're wired as humans in neuroscience. Um, and so if you're, you know, you kind of set that tempo. And so if you're coming into it calm, collected, controlled, confident, there to help understand and support them, you're going to be able to really, you know, navigate some of those challenges that are out there that you have to pull the team together and if you're there in that capacity, when you do navigate challenges together, it becomes a, more or less a bonding moment in order to really help gel the team and move the the group forward in the direction that you need to. There's nothing better than than pulling you know together around a concept and idea, and and getting through it. You know, winning together always really creates a great sense of bonding.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I think. As we consider, um, you know, the the teams we've been a part of that have been disengaged, or you know, or not as fully engaged, versus those that really are just, you know, running smoothly, um, kind of in in a in a state of flow, where where you're just. Things seem to be clicking, right? And as we think about those experiences that we've had in these different types of teams or these different types of groups, and then we reflect back on well, what were some of the characteristics of the leader uh, who who was with that team, uh, we start to see some things uh, pop out. And one of the things you mentioned a minute ago, which I fully agree with and is part of my general leadership philosophy, is that leadership is about... Service leadership is about um, really striving to understand your people, so you know how best to meet their needs and how best to pull out their potent, unique potential uh, to to the betterment of themselves and their own career development, but also the team's um, creativity and innovation and productivity. And so, when we serve our people well through leadership, um, we we uncork, you know, their potential and and it's able to flow out and they're able to accomplish things that they never would have before because they didn't even think that they were capable of doing it. Um, So that's how I perceive, you know, this value of um, connecting understanding of yourself to understanding of your people, to fully uh, engaging them and helping them maximize the potential. Um, Do you have any other thoughts about how we go about creating and maintaining um, the trust that's required for that kind of strong personal connection with your people to drive engagement.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, I I do want to say too, you know, you mentioned something very important and that is seeing the potential that your team has. And I think as a leader, Believing in them in order to help them achieve is such an important piece. Um, I do like the concept in situational leadership and knowing how to engage them at the different moments as they're exploring something new. You know, in the beginning, perhaps they need a little bit more direction. But ultimately, when you get you know them along the lines of development and growth, they get to a point where they're more autonomous, and you're able to delegate, and that builds that confidence and belief that they have in themselves. And I think it's important to again contextualize. This engagement, knowing yourself, and engagement of the team with where you're at in the moment in the set of circumstances. Um, but to your point, in order to really build a meaningful and engaged team, it has to be built off of trust, and trust is so paramount and fundamental um, to the inner workings of it. And I think there's just a, a couple key components of trust that you know resonate with me, um, and it's really being open. You know, we spoke about having an open mind and a curious mind. I think it's about being authentic. Um, really being true to yourself, and that's where knowing yourself and having the confidence in who you are comes in. I think it's being reliable. Um, you need to be able to be there and, and be reliable and consistent um, to your team, because then they know who they're getting, um, as well as transparent. You know, when something is critical and needs a, a little bit of, um, you know, some structured, critical feedback, you have to be able to give that. And I think if you give that, people generally have respect for it. Um, And what you're doing when you're doing that is you're really kind of moving along the lines of integrity because you're living to your word. You're speaking your mind in terms of authenticity um, and transparency that really allows them to understand where they're at with you as a leader. And that's the foundation of trust. When people understand other people's perspectives um, and have respect for them, Uh, in their respect, their perspectives, it allows for a bond, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you you mentioned it earlier, too, that being a good leader, being perceived as uh, an effective leader by your team, and, and developing trust and having a good connection. I mean, it's, it's not, um, it's not so much about what maybe traditionally people might have in their the the image they have in their head of of what a strong leader looks like Um, that that has shifted Um, what people you know in my parents generation may have said you makes for a good leader doesn't necessarily translate over uh, well to to the current uh, economic and, and business context and you look at Gen Z or millennial Workers and what they're wanting—they're wanting empathy, they're wanting connection, they're wanting authenticity, they're wanting—they're um, wanting individuals who who see them for who they are and support them and help them to develop. Um, and so it's—it's it's not about exerting power. It's not about you know some of those the distinction between management and leadership or micromanaging and and some of those types of elements. That's not really, uh, what we're talking about here. Uh, we're, we're talking about developing trust, uh, in individuals through meaningful connection and in the traditional kind of framing of leadership or management, individuals would often think, well, I can't show weakness. I can't show, I can't acknowledge mistakes. I can't, um, I, I can't, uh, allow people to see me flustered or, or floundering. And, and the fact is it, that it, if handled well, those types of situations can actually help to create stronger bonds and connections and deeper trust because people see you being true to yourself and being authentic and people aren't stupid. Like they, they know if something's wrong and if you're just trying to fake it and trying to pretend like everything's okay, um, that's that's just because you say it, it's okay doesn't mean it is, and people know the difference. Um, but when people work together through challenging times, they create a deeper bond and they create deeper trust. And I think that's essential. That trust is essential to that connection and essential to the um, engagement of your team.
1: Without a doubt, you know, to me, these two are building blocks um, for culture. And and I think, you know, what you're alluding to is as a leader, having a sense of vulnerability. Um, and I think as as a leader, that is so important to be able to be, again, authentic and genuine, um, but also vulnerable. Um, you know, I, I think that humility or humbleness and knowing that you don't know it all is is very essential. Um, but letting people know you're going to work to to get answers, uh, I think is important. And, and culture to me is where, uh, the, the magic happens in terms of, of getting results and driving some of, you know, the organizational vision and mission. And, um, you know, you have to have that vulnerability. You have to be able to create safety amongst your, your colleagues and the teams that you're leading in order for them to feel like they can be open and contributory, that they could also be vulnerable themselves. And that just strengthens that bond and that trust that creates such a, a magnificent and, and wonderful culture. And once that is established, that's the, that's the backbone of how to really move things forward along the lines of your organizational goals or mission.
0: Yep, amen, absolutely. Well, Anthony, it has been a real pleasure chatting with you. Um, the time has flown by, and we're almost to the end of our time together today. Before we finish, though, I did want to give you a chance to give the last word and to share with listeners how they can get connected with you and find out more about what you're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You know, for me, um, it's been a great journey as I mentioned and and I'm at a, a nice point where I've put together some good frameworks around the concepts that we discussed today. Um, kind of walking through that journey of knowing yourself, connecting with the teams, creating culture and getting results, um, the lead system. Um, and ultimately, you know, um, for me, it, it's been such a nice, nice tool and framework to apply not only professionally, but personally. Um, I think it, you know, it can resonate on many levels um, as leadership is something that we not only do professionally, but it's, it's what we do from a personal perspective and how we lead our lives. And so it's a way of life in terms of leadership. And if you, you know, want to learn or hear more, um, one of the best ways to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Um, my LinkedIn address is www.linkedin.com PlaySec, I wanted to thank you all for taking the time to listen and hear my thoughts and looking forward to sharing any thoughts that you may have if we are connected.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Anthony. It's been a real pleasure. I hope listeners will reach out, get connected on LinkedIn, find out more about what Anthony can do for you. And think critically about, you know, this whole idea of self-reflection and knowing yourself so you can really know your people and build those connections to engage uh, your teams. As always, I hope everyone stays healthy and safe. I hope you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.